are starting a brand new series here to, uh, this weekend over all of our 10 locations around Sydney, which is really excited. There it is up on the screen, Healthy Habits, which is wonderful, uh, which is uh, something really great, which is coming uh, around a bigger theme uh, about everyday life. We're really going to spend some weeks looking at things that we believe can help you in everyday life. We just don't want you equipped for the Sunday. We want you equipped for the Monday through to Saturday as well as the Sunday. So this new series we're believing is really going to help you on that journey. And as tonight we come around this idea of having healthy habits in your life, I want to remind us that uh, that, uh, we have all we need in the Word of God. I just love as a follower of Jesus, I don't have to second guess how to do life. I don't have to second guess on, uh, on how to do this or that, that when I get up tomorrow and I go through my, my Monday, uh, I, I have what I need to do Monday well. The, the Bible is clear. It has clarity on it onto directing us in life. And I really love that. And I love this, that we're looking at some habits here today uh, to help us on the journey. I was uh, traveling uh, on Monday morning to school with my 11-year-old Sienna and my boy Jesse, who uh, just turned eight this week, actually. And when we were going to school, my 11-year-old asked me, hey, Dad, what are you doing today? And I'm like, oh, I'm working today. Uh, But uh, part of my day, I'll be starting to prepare my message for the weekend. And she said, oh, what's your message on? She's pretty curious. She's uh, a leader in the making. And I'm like, oh, it's on having healthy habits. And she's like, oh, Dad. You're pretty good at that. And I'm like, oh, am I now? Tell me more. Tell me more. It's good hearing some good news on the way to school sometimes. She goes, oh, Dad, you're like, uh, you know, you you make us all eat really good. You make us eat all healthy. I'm like, oh, that's kind of good. And she's like, "Uh, and you you look after our hearts, our hearts, because you don't let us watch bad shows. You're good at that. And I'm like, oh, this is is good. Yeah, tell me more. Tell me more. And she's like, oh, Dad, you exercise a lot. You're you're really good. This is going to be good for you, Dad. So there's my 11-year-old, got me off to a good start on Monday morning, going, oh, okay, maybe uh, maybe this is something that I, I, I'm kind of equipped to speak about. Although in saying that, I will say that, like all of us, there are so many things that I'm continually working at because we never arrive and there's always things in our life that we need to keep uh, adjusting and molding to help us on the way forward. But I just love that as we do this as people, as followers of Jesus Christ, it helps us to get life in a better place, that we can position ourselves well in life if we have really good habits. They really do matter. You can be praising Jesus on a Sunday, but if you've got bad habits all week, I'll tell you what, you'll find yourself in strife. We need to make sure we've got good habits in our life and have uh, our life going well and tracking well. And what I love is just how interested God is in this. Because He is a good Father. He is a faithful Father. He is a wonderful Father. And in the same way that I care so deeply for the lives of my children, of course, number one, I want them to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So I know that their eternity is 100% secure in heaven. But it doesn't just stop with that. I want my kids on this earth to live a life that is joyful is blessed, is healthy, is wonderful, is fruitful, is productive. There are so many things that a loving father wants for their own children. And in the very same way, our God in heaven wants us to do well on earth. 
His plans are good for us. He plans are wonderful for each and every one of us. And if we get good habits going, we can help to lead ourselves forward in that, into a healthy place where you're living, where it's good, life's good for you and it's good. You're in a place where your soul's in a good place, your spirit's in a good place, your mind is in a good place, where you're having habits, which means... Uh, to have regular tendency or practices, especially those that are hard to give up. So you want that for good things. You don't want to find yourself uh, on the other end of the fence too often in poor habits and bad habits. You want to find yourself jumping out of them into good habits. And if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes we find ourselves going, oh, this is, this is becoming a habit. This is becoming something I'm doing way too frequently, way too often. It's almost like my default now. And if it's not something that's building us up and taking us forward in Christ, I think we need to pause and go, okay, let me make a change. Let me make a change. What we need to do is that we need to starve and kill off those old habits and grow new ones and feed the new ones so we can get ourselves to the best place. And if you're here tonight and you know in your heart there are some habits that aren't bad, I've got good news, really good news, because today, tonight, we're going to believe that you're going to break some habits, and tonight is the start of some new ones to be formed that lead you into a wonderful place in life, into new great habits. Because healthy, good habits form strong characters in our life. And you want a strong character. You want a good character. I have a number of people in my life that I, uh, I uh, kind of allow to speak into my life. I've got a mentor. And the thing that shines the brightest to me is good character. They're the people I see and I go, man, you've got it. You, you, you have good character. You've got a track record that's consistent. And you've got this stuff. You've obviously got great habits. And they're the kind of people that I want to sharpen up my life is people that have this going well. And we need to get there to form really good, wonderful habits. And Jesus, he had a whole lot of great habits. I think his two highest habits, uh, which we're not going to focus on tonight, but we have to mention is him in the Word and him in his prayer. I mean, as a 12-year-old, he stunned the people in the synagogue, stunned them with his knowledge of the Word of God. He had that knowledge because it was a habit to read the writings of the Old Testament. It was a habit. And we need to make sure that is a really strong habit in our life. And we need to make sure that we have prayer, strong prayer happening in our life. And later on, in uh, next week even, we'll be focusing in on that prayer one. But we're going to look at some other things tonight. We're going to drill down into some other areas. Now, for some of us, we'll be like, man, I'm good at all of these, but something else will come to mind. For some of us, it's like, oh, yeah, I... I could improve in that, but like we said, we want you to just lean in and just get what God has for us here tonight because He wants to form us. He wants to move us forward. He loves us to be obedient to the Word so He can cause great change and take us to where He wants us to be. John 14, 23, Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him and we will come down to him and make our home with him. We're in a good place when we obey the Word and God can come in and utilize us in a great and wonderful way. And there's no area of our life that He can't come in and help us with. But we've got to remember if there's some habits that aren't quite going well for you, don't battle them in your own strength. Come, come to Him and come and let Christ who strengthens us come and help us, like it says in Philippians 4.9, because in that we can do all things. 
in Christ is strengthening us. And sometimes we need that. I want to remind us of the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. Forbes magazine did a survey of people who made New Year's resolution. Now, a lot of New Year's resolutions are for people to, to form good habits. At the end of 12 months, guess what percentage of people uh, stay committed to their New Year's resolution? 8%. So the percentage is low. But I tell you what, here tonight, with the power of God, the percentage is going to be high. We can be confident. We can be very confident that as we uh, make some changes here tonight and start the journey with God's help, we're going to find ourselves in a great place. So I'm going to focus on a few areas here tonight. Is this good? Focus on a few areas to help us. Some of these things that I believe put us in a place to have great, healthy habits that help us in life. The first one I want to talk about is make sure you surround yourself with great friends. It is so important for your life to get around great people. Do not isolate yourself. There'll be days where you need others and there'll be days where others need you. That's how it works. It's why we need great friends. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another, it says in Proverbs. So place yourself in a good position for this. Place yourself. Take it on yourself. I'm going to keep, I'm going to go to Yum yum tonight. I'm going to make sure I'm regular in church. Uh, every woman coming up in a few weeks, I'm going to come to that. See, there's so much that comes out of the stage in the worship and the praying and the, and the word, and that is phenomenal. But there's these other elements of doing life with each other, and it's all around this. It's these elements of doing life with other great people that help us, and it's good for us. We had a real men retreat a few weeks ago. And what was brilliant about it, there was time just to do whatever you liked with other men. Time to sip cups of coffees around the fire. Times to get around the big bonfire and throw marshmallows for half an hour at each other. There was time for guys to play basketball. There was time for guys just to stare at their bikes and talk bikes for hours on end. There was times to look at some of the supercars that people had driven up there. There was time for the cyclists to talk. Times for guys to kick footy and throw. Just do whatever. But it is really, really good for us to be doing life with other great people. It helps us. It puts us in a place of great positioning just to make it through life because there are going to be days where you're going to need other people to carry you. And if you haven't sown into the relationship, if you haven't spent the time with the connection, you can find yourself isolated. Proverbs says this, Proverbs 18.1, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. It's just not good for us. So I want to make sure here tonight you have a habit of getting around good people. Come on a Monday night to Bible college. Come to the prayer services. Hang around after church. Go to the connect group. Go and join a joining team. Go and just get around other good people. It is good for us. Do life with other people. It is a great and wonderful habit. Habit number two, have a habit of being a worshiper. Make it a habit in your life to worship the great King of Kings. Make it a habit. John 4, 23, 24. Yet a time is coming and now has come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. Now I want to encourage us. Of course, come and worship corporately on the weekend, but don't leave it just there. Worship all week. 
make it a part of your lifestyle, that it is a habit that day after day you worship Him. Because He is worthy to be worshipped, not just on a Sunday. He is worshipped. He is worthy to be worshipped all week. All week, from the morning to the night when you're awake. And just do it. Do it your way. Walk outside as you go to get in the car on a Monday morning. Just look up. I love looking to the sky sometimes. The sky is stunning. Just look up and worship. Look at some trees and worship. Just have this attitude of, of thankfulness, of just worshiping. I love the meaning of worship, an expression of reverence and adoration for God. Just have that bubbling out of your life. It is a wonderful habit. It actually takes us to a higher place. As we set our eyes on Him, you stop, you stop worrying about the, the stresses of life sometimes. You just start worshiping the King, and it's just good for the soul. Just be a worshiper. Listen to a lot of music. I looked in my computer today of my number one listened song. It's a worship song. And according to my iTunes library, I've listened to this one song 587 times so far. I love to listen to worship because it helps me to get in that place. I listen to it all the time. It's blaring out of my office during the week. It's in my car. I go for walks with it. It just works. But just have the attitude, whatever works for you. If you like silence, but have a, be a worshiper. Let it bubble out of you. I remember playing golf a number of years ago with a great friend of mine. He's one of our pastors uh, in C3, uh, San Diego. And I just, I got quite inspired because I was kind of playing golf with him and kind of focused on the game because I'm really competitive. And uh, I was out there to win. And But just through the middle of the game, it was a really beautiful golf course with lots of trees and it had some mountain ranges nearby. I just remember him stopping in the middle of the fairway and just like, Just starts worshipping. He was beating me, so I think that helped him with his attitude of worship in the game. But just what a beautiful thing. I was really inspired just in the middle of a game of golf. But just live this, this attitude, have an, this thing of this habit of worship. And when we focus on him, be like David. David, giant slayer, mighty king. But he had a powerful habit of being a worshipper. Because we're not worshipping Him. We're going to start worshipping other things. And the other things don't lead to great places, to worship money or careers or jobs or relationship. Just be founded in worship for Him. So make it work for you. Next one is have this whole, uh, this way of just not giving up in life. I think it's a great habit to have. Don't be a quitter. Just be someone who goes, no, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to make it. I'm not going to give up in circumstances and situations that I face because all of us face big challenges in life. But just don't give up. Lean towards faith. Go to God. Know that He's with you. Know that with God there's always hope. And just go for that because there is hope. It's a great way to live life. There's hope. I was uh, exiting a plane on Friday uh, at lunchtime with my wife and I was on uh, an airline. I'll, I'll say their name because they did something really great. It was a Virgin Airline. And just as we're getting off the plane, this elderly couple were in front of us. And just as we got to the end of the plane, you know, just before you get near the cockpit and you exit out, uh, they were stopped by one of the uh, air hostesses. And she's smiling at them and saying, hey, I, I understand today's a special day for you. They're going, yeah, it is. I understand it's your anniversary and it's a big one. Yeah, it's, it's our 50th wedding anniversary. It was so cute. He was like on the plane with his tie, just, just you know, elderly, and they dressed so beautifully. And 
And there this lady was congratulating them, giving them, a, a, I think it was a bottle of champagne, and say, hey, you can use this part of your celebrations. And as they exited the plane and walked in front of Natalie and I, and I'm like, I'm taking an opportunity here. They've made it to 50 years. I want to ask them, do they have a key? So I said, oh, hey, guys, congratulations. That is awesome, 50 years. And then I'm like, hey, what's your key? Thought it'd be good. They both turned to me and they were, I think they were happy to share some information. And uh, I think one of them turned, I think it was the, uh, the wife, and she's like, uh, just keep loving each other. And he turns around and goes, yeah, and don't give up. And it was just good to hear. Like, they would be honest and say they would have had hard times and challenges, probably like every, every marriage. But what happened? They didn't give up. And here they are flying into Sydney to meet all of their family for a big celebration because they made it to 50 years. Can we celebrate the 50 years for this couple? Because they didn't give up. It's a great healthy habit. Don't give up. I mean, we've got God for us. God is for us. Who can be against us? Romans 8.31 says. Be confident. My son this year uh, played a whole season of rugby union. He's, uh, as I said, he just turned eight, Jesse. And I'll share with you the highlight of the 2017 rugby season for my boy Jesse was this. He scored some tries this year. It was the first year of tackle. So it was a little bit harder than scoring. I think he scored 30-something last year. It was a bit tougher this year. But he scored some tries, which were good. He uh, made some great tackles, which were good, some good offloads. He's good at, a, at offloading. But my number one favorite time of the whole year was when he got slammed in a tackle, like drilled. I was watching and I'm like, oh, my boy just got annihilated by that other kid. He got flung to the ground. There was, hasn't been a lot of rain this, like, this winter, so the ground, the footy grounds, are a bit, uh, they're a bit dustier and harder than normal. He just got flung down by this kid. It was like a brutally good tackle. But do you know what I loved? Jesse got up and I could see it hurt him and I could see the start of the tears. But then he kind of dusted himself off and he ran straight back to his team. He kept playing. And see, on this particular day, he'd been given the captaincy for the day. They're under eight, so it's like every week there's a different captain. So, uh, and at the end of the game, I said, Jesse, I, I noticed you got pretty drilled in that tackle. I said, you did really well, son, to keep playing. He goes, Dad, I was captain. No way I was going to give up. I had, couldn't let my team down. It was the greatest moment of the whole year as he just declared that. I'm like, go my boy. And sometimes we've just got to have a really good habit to make it through the challenges, make it through the hard times, to just go, no, my God's bigger than the problem. He's a big and mighty and wonderful God. I can get through this. I can work through this. I will get my victory because I have a habit of not giving up. Let's not give up. Is that good? Yeah, come on, let's give the Lord a round of applause. Okay, another really good habit is uh, health's important. And I just want to touch on that for a few moments now, just to, to be good at looking after ourselves, after our bodies. Uh, Paul, in his writing in 1 Timothy, actually says, you know, that uh, uh, bodily training's actually got some value. He goes on to say, you know, making it to heaven's kind of higher than that. I totally 100% agree. But how we are in our bodies is important. Our health is important. And for me personally, for the sake of my wife, my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids one day, for the sake of uh, our church here, I do exercise. Do I always enjoy it? If it involves water and a piece of fiberglass that has three fins, I really do enjoy it. But a lot of the exercises that I do, they're hard work. 
I do uh, a lot of uh, backyard kind of CrossFit training at the moment. And why I'm doing it, I don't like it that much. It's hard work and it's painful. And I'm in the backyard doing all sorts of random and strange things. Uh, I'm sure the neighbours have some giggles sometimes of Hartley doing some, you know, all sorts of things with different weights and running and doing hops and all sorts of things. But I do it because I know it is good for my body and that matters. And, you know, we're all going to be at different points in, in our fitness. Uh, but just give it some thought. And if there's some things you're thinking, oh, I could improve, can I encourage you to, to go to working on it and try to move forward in your own way? It might be a little bit more walking. It might be a very brisk jog. It might be joining the gym. It, it might be some other activity, go and buy a canoe or just find something that helps your body. It is really good. In Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, it's, it has just been talking about sexual purity. It goes on to say this, but I think it has some elements that are just good highlights. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were brought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. And I just think it's a good thing to focus on. 3 John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. That, that just beats the heartbeat of heaven to me, that you'd be in good health, that all would be well with your soul. And for some of us, it's just something that uh, we can go forward in. And I find it's, it's a habit, but I've got to keep pressing into it because who knows that in winter, the, the doona's kind of attractive just to pull it back over and hit snooze too many times and, and miss out on that. And it's not always easy, but I think the benefits are great because we are his masterpiece and he's got plans for all of us. And the fitter and the healthier we are, the more energy we'll have, the more energy we have, the more we can put into the task that we're doing. And this is all areas. So here tonight, maybe this is an area you're going, oh, that's, that's one for me, Hartley. I, I, could, I could progress in this. I could do it a little bit better. Uh, and I think it's worth it. Isaiah 58, 11, the Lord will guide you continually watering your life when you are dry and keeping you healthy too. You'll be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Let's just be in a good place. And sometimes this might come down to just a good habit of like eating some good foods. I'm all for having some, some fun with food and eating some delicious things that might not be that healthy. But I think it's about the balance to make sure, go and do that, but don't kind of make that seven, uh, seven nights a week at KFC. Like, that's not going to be good for the insides. Like, try and work what might work with you and, and just try and lean towards the, the idea of, you know, the good balance. I know I was away a lot last week and I probably didn't eat as well as I normally do. And buffet breakfast at hotels, they're, they're beautiful and they're evil at the same time. And when you like bacon and all of that. And, but I was just feeling like, oh, I haven't eaten that well. So Friday night when I came home, I had options in the freezer that would have been quicker and easier. But I just went, no, I'm going to tilt towards the healthy. Went and made a salad. I still felt like on Saturday night I needed to make a salad again. But I think it's just good sometimes to be aware. Let's have some healthy habits. Let's make sure we're, we're drinking some things. I mean, water's good. Now that I've mentioned it, I've just got to get... Now, I haven't had a drink in preaching, it feels like, for six months. But now that I've mentioned it, guess what? What you focus on is where you end up. So, uh, It tastes pretty good, actually. But water's good. And sometimes, you know, there's the, the impact of what sugary drinks does for some bodies is just not cool. I remember seeing a documentary on a town in America where uh, there's this 
the highest consumption of Mountain Dew in America. And it was so sad because you'd see 18, 20-year-olds smile literally with no teeth. Or if they did have teeth, they were completely black. The saddest thing, there was this beautiful guy who had a mobile dentist who would go in and try and help them with their teeth. But it all strung out of one habit. One habit. Just one. Drinking Mountain Dew all day, every day. That one habit caused so much grief. And sometimes that's the power of habits. But we've got good ones, they help us. So just find out what works for you and move towards it. Another habit. What comes out of your mouth? Speech is so important. What we say helps shape our future. What is spilling out of your mouth? Can I encourage you to have positive things? Be an encourager. Be uplifting in your words. Have good things coming out of your mouth all the time, at home, at work. When you just have a habit of saying good things. It's a great habit to have. Colossians reminds us to have conversations full of grace, seasoned with salt. Ephesians, words that build others up. Proverbs, which is full of things about our mouth. A soothing tongue is like a tree of life. These are good things to have, to speak well. Speak well into your environments. Just do it. Do it. And speak well about yourself. We had a great message here. I think it was last year. Jamie Malcolm, it was a Sunday morning message, and he spoke about, you know, what do you, what do you whisper to yourself, you know? And, man, that's, that hit me. That was one of those words that I went, wow. You know, there's times where... I do things and you start going, Hartley, why did you do that? And then you start going, you're an idiot. And you start saying these words over yourself. Don't say those words over yourself. Since that preach, I've I've rapidly improved because that was a word of truth, I believe. To not to not put yourself, that's not how God sees me. Of course I'm going to make errors. Of course, you know. And sometimes you're doing something at home, you trip over some paint and paint goes everywhere and you're like, what was, but you just got to stop yourself. Clean it up. And not speak those words over you. So what's coming out of your mouth? A great habit. We doing okay? Can we handle a few more? A few more? Wow, time goes fast when you're having fun at Silverwater. Next one I just want to quickly mention is, uh, I reckon the habit of uh, things like uh, saving, just TV. I've put down here TV. Because TV can steal so much of our time. Australians on average, a recent data says, watch 18 hours of TV a week. That's 1,095 minutes, by the way. And then on top of that, watch uh, use, utilizing social media and YouTube on their phones, they estimate up to 13 hours a week. That is way too much. And for a lot of us, that would just be how life has become. It's become a habit to get home, and that is our default. That is our default to wind down. And I've got nothing against TV. I watch TV. But I think if you know that it might be something you're doing too much, your family's going to miss out going to miss out you know maybe reading the word or reading a great book that can help you in your faith or just there's other things I think we can do sometimes that are healthier so I changed my habit recently I just made a decision Monday Tuesday Wednesday nights I'm not watching TV just change the habit and it's so good when you get into a new rhythm I used to watch them on that night and I just got sucked in like everyone else you start watching the block and then it's on Monday night, it's on Tuesday night, it's on Wednesday night, and then on Thursday night they got this, and before you know it, it's a five-night-a-week thing. Is that what it's at the moment? And you get sucked into this. Man, what, two hours a show? That's like 10 hours a week, and then the whole of the world says we've got no time for anything because we're all watching the block too much. But things like that, just sometimes changing a habit from a poor one to a good one. 
Now, this isn't a rule that I never break because if State of Origin and it is on a Wednesday night, I'll be watching State of Origin when they're on. But it's just a general rule that's helped me. It's helped me to do more reading, focus on the family. It's been really good. And then on that, I want to encourage us here tonight, not only uh, to cut down, but be careful about what we're watching. What are our eyes looking at? What are our eyes looking at? This is really, really important. We just got to have really healthy habits about what we're looking at. We are so visual. And when we see stuff that's not good, man, it gets in and it affects us. And I just want to encourage us here tonight to just be like, how am I in that? And it is so difficult these days. I use Instagram and there's this little, this little button on Instagram. It's, I think it's the magnifying glass. And it's if you want to search for a friend or something or, oh, that person posted a great Christian quote, you press that. But as you go to do a search inquiry, it comes up with videos we think you might like, that they think that I might like. Do they know what I like? Does Instagram know the kind of moral standards that I have? I don't think so. But it's right there. I'm trying to do something good. I'm trying to search because Dorian did this great, uh, you know, this great verse under one of his sites or something. And, and I've got to, but my, I tell you, you can start going through that and you guarantee as you go down, there'll be things posted, there'll be images that you should not be looking at, but they just appear. We have to be so careful. We need really good boundaries and really strong habits about what we're looking at on computers, on our phones. Because man, we've just got to protect ourselves from all those things, those images, those thoughts that come flooding in when we see things. So try and take yourself to good habits in there. I'll ask the band to come. And there's so many, there's so many. Get good habits, get good rhythms in life, get good habits with your finances. I mean, we obviously talk a lot, you know, not a lot. We do three-minute encouragements with our offerings most weeks, which is three minutes of, you know, 75 or 80 minutes. It's a small portion. But can I say this book is full of great guidance for all the rest of your finances just to help you to manage money well? And that's really important. Why is it important? Because so many people, particularly in a city like Sydney, are under stress and strain because of money management. And I love the Bible. It's got advice like in Hebrews about keeping your life free from the love of money. That's really good. Luke 12 says, you know, protect yourself against the least bit of greed. Life is not defined by what you have, even when you have a lot. I'm glad it says that. It's not defined by that. There's just great things in here to, to, you know, scriptures on, hey, if you're about to build a tower, sit down and count the cost first before you go into it. Like these are good things. Like they're things of wisdom that can help us in life to, to have good habits around finances and things like that matter. My kids have Dolomite accounts because I want to help teach them some of these principles about just saving and having good money management and compound interest and although I think they get two and a half percent is their interest rate or something at the moment but it's just something I want to teach my kids I want them to do well in this area and you know and and, and I've learned things from talking to you know peers and people who do it well and 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 mainly just from the word of God trying to have wisdom to do things well because the thing is when you have really good healthy habits your life benefits those around you your family their lives benefit you get into really good, healthy habits. It sets you up 
People who do well in life, so often they're doing well because they've got good habits in life. And a good habit is a wonderful thing to have in life. Why don't we give Jesus a round of applause? He is good. So I pray that some of them helped you. But maybe there's other areas. You might have walked in as soon as you, you heard the word healthy habit. Something came to your mind about something very unhealthy. Here tonight, take a stand against the old. Start uh, moving beyond that. Start turning that from a poor habit into a wonderful habit. It's one of the best things you can do in life.